Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about trigeminal neuralgia, otherwise known as the suicide disease. I have never heard of this. Never heard of this. I didn't realize there was something called the suicide disease. And as I read about it, I start to feel so guilty because there's so many episodes that I've published where we, I, you know, I talk about or the guests would talk about, oh, it'll get better. The pain will get better. It doesn't last forever. And from what I've read about trigeminal neuralgia, for some people, it doesn't get better. It gets worse, um, and it can be constant. But the good news is there have um, been people who have been able to manage it for years and decades and their lifetime, and I understand there's different ranges of the trigeminal neuralgia, better known as the suicide disease, or the acronym is TN. Um, and, and we're going to get into all that. And the reason why I discovered this, I had a root canal today. It was not painful. It, it was actually quite smooth. It was quick. It sounds, a root canal just sounds horrible. And I, as I'm laying there, the, the, you know, the dentist comes in, he pulls out this massive needle. Apparently I need the root canal because I had a little bacterial infection under one of my, my bottom teeth. I hadn't been to the dentist in like 20 years, um, up until the last four years. So that there's some cleaning out that needs to be done. And anyway, he pulls out this massive needle to inject my gums with, and I don't feel it go in, but it was just the thought of that needle it was so terrifying. And then you can hear the whirring of the uh, blaze, a little tiny blaze that he's using, and he's using these different tools. And and then there's one point where he's like, that'll do. And I was like, what? That'll do? That's not really what you want to hear your dentist say. Um, but afterwards, you know, I experienced a little discomfort, not pain, just discomfort. And he warned me that it would be there for anywhere from two to four hours. And some people actually need to take like ibuprofen or some type of anti-inflammatory, which thank God I haven't needed yet. And then I was like, wow, when I think about my ancestors, you know, I'm black and when I look at African-American history, the number of people, of uh, people who were enslaved or people who didn't have insurance or just were going to the dentist before there was anesthesia, who needed a root canal and how did they deal with the pain? How did they bear it? How did they get through it? Because even with the, the numbing and all that, like it's uncomfortable and the sound is so disturbing. And as I was looking that up, it, it brought me to um, uh, root canals and suicide. I was like, have anybody, you know, ended their life because of root canals. And that's how I stumbled on trigeminal neuralgia because there, there have been some people who have had complications from the root canal and other types of surgeries that have led to trigeminal neuralgia. 
So I know at this point you're like, uh, what is it? What are the symptoms? And how do I get rid of it? Before I hop into that, I do want to read a section from The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. And I've been doing this recently in, in, uh, in recent episodes because I, I just like every page, if you haven't read The Comfort Book by Matt Haig, every page has some comforting words. So I want to share some comforting words. Now that I think about it, I should probably have saved this to the end. But um, comforting words from Matt Haig. And this uh, particular section is titled The Wolf. It's on page 136. And I quote, crying releases stress hormones. Swearing increases pain tolerance. Theory can motivate us into action. Feel what you feel. Silence and smiles aren't the only way to respond to pain. Sometimes it is good to howl. I love that, end quote. Sometimes it's good to howl. Sometimes it's good to uh, yell into a pillow. I forgot what I was. I was watching Maestro the other day on Netflix, and there, there was a scene where the um, uh, Bradley Cooper character is in is so upset, he's in so much uh, grief that he closes the door, grabs a pillow, sits down, and screams into the pillow repeatedly. He just and and in the tears, and you could feel it. Oh, I was uh, it was like one of my favorite scenes in it. So if you need to howl like a wolf, if maybe you have to go out, you know, do it in your car, or go off into the woods, or or what have you, or or take one of those primal scream classes that encourage you to yell and scream. Do that. Because as this reading says, smiling and silence aren't the only ways to deal with pain. We can cry. We can swear. We can uh, uh, you know, use our fury and our anger to, to deal with all that. Uh, but let's hop into the trigeminal neuralgia. What is it? How do people get it? And then how do we cope with it? How do we manage that pain besides howling at the moon? So this is coming from uh, ArizonaPain.com, uh, where I'm getting this information from. Because like I said, I, had, I hadn't really, I, haven't, I don't think I've had any guests talk about this. So trigeminal neuralgia is a general term for pain caused by the trigeminal nerve. It is also called TN pain. The trigeminal nerve begins just behind the ear on either side of the face and spreads across the cheeks, jaw, lips, and nose. There are three branches of this nerve, the upper, medial, and lower branches. Where the pain is located depends largely on which branch is affected. Rarely sufferers experience pain on both sides of the face. This is called bilateral trigeminal neuralgia. So uh, just quickly, I have bilateral sciatica, and it is brutal. Bilateral meaning both sides. I had a bilateral stinger. Um, so I just can't imagine someone dealing with this kind of pain on both sides of their face. So going back to the reading, trigeminal neuralgia may be diagnosed as migraine, which affects approximately 16% of people in the U.S. So some of people are struggling. It sounds like some people are struggling with a migraine headache or some type of headache, but uh, it's really trigeminal neuralgia. 
TN. And, and, I'll, and I'll link to this article in the show notes so you can get a look at it. Because if, if you're being misdiagnosed, then chances are you're not getting treatment in an effective way. I, I've read some stories of people who, because they didn't know it was trigeminal neuralgia, and you're like, how many times is he going to say trigeminal neuralgia? Um, <laughs> you can, you can uh, drink shots of tea every time I say it. Uh, some people have like had teeth removed because they thought that there was uh, you know, it was a dead tooth or something wrong with their teeth, not knowing that uh, it, it was really rooted in nerve pain. It is reported, according to this article, that 150,000 people are diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia every year. While the, the disorder can occur at any age, it is most common in people over the age of 50. So I don't know why that is, why it would be more common. I would imagine, um, you know, strokes are higher, uh, heart attacks, um, pinched nerves are higher because of the deterioration of bones. So as we get older, it just, I would assume, just makes us more susceptible to other things, and then this can uh, fall under that. So what are the, the symptoms of trigeminal neuralgia? Um, it is, so if you have T1 or TN1 pain, it could feel like short, sporadic, and extreme pain that only lasts for a few seconds or a few minutes, and that may also include a burning feeling. Now, I know the burning feeling can also come from people who have diabetes. They can get that burning feeling in their arms and legs. Uh, so if you have T2 or TN2 pain, it's a constant pain that is similar to T1 pain, but is ongoing with no relief. Sensi there's sensitivity to light and sound, nausea, and vomiting. So if you have any of those symptoms from sensitivity to light and sound, which I have both of those, but light for me is because I have light eyes and sound, um, be, uh, like chewing. Uh, I, I think a lot of people don't like chewing sounds but definitely a light and sound. Uh, fortunately, no nausea or vomiting unless they have the flu. And then, um, and then the upside is that the, the TN symptoms may disappear for a period of time and then reappear. As the condition progresses, periods of remission may shorten and medication may become less effective. So for those of you who are struggling with this and you know, you're taking medication for it, you may find that over time is becoming less effective, but you're getting more waves of the trigeminal neuralgia, which sucks, right? It sucks to, to, to hear that, that medication may become less effective over time. It's like your body can get used to it. The pain, now this is interesting, the pain can be triggered by applying makeup, washing the face, brushing the teeth, or even the slightest touch, like a breeze going by. I've read that from some people. <clears throat> so, but I don't want you to, um, according to this article, it doesn't mean that you're doomed to a life of pain. Doctors usually can effectively manage trigeminal neuralgia with medications, injections, or surgery. Wow. I, yeah, I, I would imagine if you're getting these waves of, trigeminal neuralgia, uh, the stories of people who avoid social contact and daily activities, they have to go on disability. <coughs> Excuse me. 
They may even um, avoid eating and talking because they fear an attack. And many have been known to lose their jobs because of the debilitating nature of the pain. Marriages have dissolved due to the difficulty of providing care and support to people with uh, TN. So this really can affect your entire life, from finances to relationships, friendships, work, um, and, and even eating, just you know, exercise and, and diet and nutrition, all those things that we know help to build uh, a thriving and flourishing life. So what are the trigeminal neuralgia causes? What can cause this? The main cause of this condition is damage along the trigeminal nerve. This can be caused by a facial injury or deep in the brain at the trigeminal nucleus. Other conditions that can damage the trigeminal nerve include multiple sclerosis, scleroderma, herpes zoster or shingles, and lupus. Right Now, like I said earlier, for some people it's been a root canal. One person um, has it because of a rhizo rhizotomy. I think rhizotomy is something to do with the um, the nose. Uh, shoots uh, roots uh, rhizotomy. Uh, looking it up, rhizotomy. Wait, what? Rhizotomy. Oh, yeah, all right, here we go. Rhizotomy. Uh, damaging, uh, rhizotomy is a procedure that involves damaging certain nerve fibers to help treat chronic pain or spasticity. Right, so um, sometimes these these procedures can cause more damage um, than help, can do more harm than help, unfortunately, right? And, and that's the risk we take anytime you, you go in for a procedure or any type of surgery. Um, something can go wrong. There can be some type of adverse reaction to it. Um, and But unfortunately, those seem to be few and far in between, like a, a very small uh, number. Um, there's no test. There's no single test to diagnose trigeminal neuralgia. So it can be hard to diagnose since many other conditions can cause facial pain. Um, so what's the treatment then? What's the treatment? One is um, basically you're looking at pain management. Uh, which is imperative, as pain can be debilitating and deadly. But then, so there are many different treatments. One is an anticonvulsant medication. These medications uh, prevent the nerves from firing and are most effective for TN1, right? And so those medications can be carbamazepine, uh, oxcarbazepine, topiramate, gabapentin, pregabalin, and uh, clonazepam, and those are just a few. And then the other wave of treatments can be tricyclic antidepressants like amitriptyline or nortriptyline are successful at treating the pain of this condition, although how they work is not clear. So uh, be aware of that. And then there's also surgery, right? where um, there are many different surgical options available for TN patients. 
The success of these depends on the overall health of the patient and any underlying conditions. So be aware of that. Like the the surgery might be effective in itself, but if you have underlying conditions, that can make it more dangerous. So some of these surgeries are like balloon compression, uh, glycerol injections, radio frequency ablation, uh, stereotactic radio surgery, and neurectomy. Uh, I'm not going to go into all those, but I just want to make you aware that there are a number of different surgeries uh, that are available to you. It's not just one surgery to look into. And then, of course, there are complementary approaches. Uh, some people use meditation, acupuncture, biofeedback. There, uh, there was a website of people who were posting um, comments after this article. And one person talked about um, how massage therapy has helped and also um, uh, acupuncture. So th there's a number of ways to treat it. It sounds like it's it can be managed. Um, it sounds like it's also painful. But, you know, going back to the comfort book, so being silent about it and, and feeling shame about it um, and just trying to smile through it, that, that's – that's not a long-term plan. Sometimes we got to howl, cry, scream, punch, kick. We, ha we have to, and, and in finding a tribe, there's so many people in this comment section. Like I said, I'll, I'll link to this in the show notes. There's so many people in the comment section who talked about, um, you know, finding a Facebook group of other people struggling with TN and, and really bonding with other people who, even if it's not, uh, even if they don't have TN, bonding with people who have chronic pain, especially to the point where they have to collect disability, right? Um, and if, you, if you're going through chronic pain and you've lost your job and lost your spouse, you're definitely going to want to make sure you're not isolating and or avoiding people. You're going to want to reach out, branch out, connect with other people, and get not just the physical help that you need, but the social support that you'll need, right? I'll leave you guys with a, uh, a funny, not a funny quote, but a little quote that uh, I hope would wrap this whole thing up for you. Quote, if opening your eyes or getting out of bed or holding a spoon or combing your hair is the daunting Mount Everest you climb today, that is okay. End quote. Carmen Ambrosio. I love that quote because some days we know, especially for us who are dealing with chronic pain or uh, major depression, just getting out of bed is a Mount Everest. Just taking a shower is a Mount Everest. I'm doing this thing recently where I've been taking a shower when I wake up first thing in the morning because I don't want to take a shower. I, I'm really in that space where I don't want to get out of bed I don't want to shower. I don't want to eat. I'm just in some some depressive funk. And so I make sure that I shower every morning. I do it for me, but I really do it for my girlfriend. Like she has to hug me and smell me. So <laughs> and then of course with my clients and I have shows and, and you have to be out in public. But um but there's some days where I don't have to be so public and I, I could get away with not showering. But I go, you know what? I have to shower for me shower for my girlfriend, and, um, and as a way of just 
checking a box, getting something done, getting moving, because I never felt worse after a shower. I'm always like, I'm so glad I showered. So I'm very glad that you have decided to join me today for another episode. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. I appreciate it. If you found any value in this episode, please take seven seconds and share it with one other person. Uh, because as you share it, share what really stood out to you, what, what connected with you, and, and, and talk about, you know, if you're going through any chronic pain, whether it's lower back pain or sciatica or neck pain, headaches, what have you, and how you're treating that, how are you coping with that? Silence is not um, always the best response. We have so many other options, right? This podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.